This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Uh, your purchasing power, how much money you can spend and get things in return uh, has been diminished yet again, quite a bit. 5.1%, the annual rate of inflation for the month of January. It has not been that high since 1991, okay? And it just steadily ticked up month over month over month over month. Um, wages went up by 2.4%. You can see the gap. Uh, our purchasing power continues to diminish. It's at a point now where there is no question that action will have to be taken. We knew that last month, really, but let's get some details on exactly um, what might happen, when it'll happen, and how much of it's going to happen. We're going to chat with Douglas Porter, who is the chief economist at BMO Financial. Uh, Douglas, thank you for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Good afternoon, or good morning, I should say. So this inflation rate, 5.1%, that's way above the target rate, which is somewhere between one and three typically. So there's no doubt the Bank of Canada is going to have to act here, right? I think, uh, you know, insofar there's there's no certainties, this is about as certain right. as, as it gets. Uh, they, they will be raising rates at their, their meeting in March. Uh, we think at this point they'll probably raise it by a quarter percent at that time and then go again in the next meeting in April. And uh, I'm seeing some reports we could see as many as four. I mean, like you say, there's no certainty. But what is your forecast? What are you expecting to see from the bank over the course of the next year or so? Yeah, so our our assumption at this point is that they're going to actually hike in four consecutive meetings starting in in, in March and then another one later on this year. Uh, So for a total increase of one and a quarter percentage points this year, and that won't be the end of it. Uh, we, we believe they'll hike by another 50 basis points uh, again next year as well. Um, I think the risk of that is that they actually do more, and they do it, uh, they do it a bit sooner uh, than that. In fact, uh, financial markets have almost, um, almost two percentage points of rate hikes built in for this year. It's actually 170 basis points to be exact, but that's getting close to two percentage points. There's a whole generation, maybe even more than a generation, that just don't know about that. It's been, you know, bedrock inflation or interest rates for so long. When was the last time we saw rate increases like this? When was the last time we took this kind of action? Well, you know, it's interesting. Even those kind of rate hikes I'm talking about would still only lift the, the Bank of Canada's overnight interest rate to around 2% when all is said and done. Of course, that's that's trivial for anybody who remembers even, even the late, even the 1990s, let yeah, alone yeah. The, the 1980s. Uh, so, you know, I think the risk is that, you know, economists and policymakers are all wrong again, and that inflation is not going to nicely start to moderate over the next uh, year or so, and that, you know, the Federal Reserve and the Bank of Canada are going to have to do a lot more than that. I, I, you know, that's, that's sort of the nagging concern at this point. I think we'll be fortunate if the Bank and the Federal Reserve only have to raise interest rates to, to 2%. But you, you make a great point. You know, many many people in the financial markets, even even many central bankers, have really never seen real yeah. inflation before, and so this is entirely new, not just to you know a lot of new investors, but actually people who are making the decisions. It's new for them as well. So what do they need to know? I mean, you know, we all have, you know, maybe we have a mortgage or we have a line of credit or whatever the case may be, credit cards, all that stuff. Um, how much of a difference can this make on somebody's bottom line? 
if I mean, if it gets to be a, a situation where where central shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders, no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Banks have to do a lot more than what I talked about. Yep. There are going to be many, many people who are, who are going to be in great difficulty. And, and actually, that's, that's a good reason to believe that the central banks won't have to raise rates a whole lot more than, you know, to 2% or so, because so many people have been become potentially overextended yeah. and will get into difficulty. And that alone will slow the economy and take a lot of steam out of, out of things pretty, uh, pretty quickly. So I think that's actually a pretty good reason to believe that uh, they won't have to be super aggressive. But I think at a minimum, you know, we, we are talking about getting rates back to around 2% in relatively short order, mostly to take some of the steam out of the housing market, but yeah. out, of, out of spending more generally. Yeah, I was going to ask you, because that's always when we hear the inflation rate come out and we hear that 5.1%, it's like, okay, well, and then we start to pull it apart and you've got gas prices, you've got home prices, you've got food prices. Really, I'm hearing that, you know, real estate is driving this number in a big, big way. I mean, it's the, the gains right now are just astronomical. Oh, they are. And, uh, you know, here, I, I live in southern Ontario, and it, it is just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, there's no other word to, to use it. I mean, uh, you know, my old hometown of London, Ontario, has seen prices double in three years. Holy. And there, there are all kinds of cities where home prices have gone up by 80, 80% in two years, which is just beyond, uh, you know, beyond madness. Um, and uh, believe it or not, real estate, it's playing a role in driving the headline inflation numbers. But housing, it takes time for home price changes to really work its way into the basket. And that's actually kind of a minor player in the, uh, the headline 5% inflation. Like, we're, we're only just beginning to feel the impacts of rising home prices in the inflation rate. There, there are a lot of factors driving that in inflation number. And, you know, on the, on the flip side, there's no easy, simple solution right. to help bring it down. Yeah, it's like when we take a look at that, and I know in this part of the world, we're all sitting here looking, I think uh, oil was about $94 a barrel yesterday, which, I mean, if if you're running the province's finances, that is some exceptionally good news. But that also costs everything or increases the cost of everything. And that drives inflation too. It, it, it does. And, you know, the one thing to keep in mind about the 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 5.1% reading for January is basically those those are the prices captured in mid January and you know we 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 know that gasoline prices for instance are up uh, depending on where you are in the country by 6 to 8% yeah. just since uh, since January so we know that the inflation number is going to go even higher yet in February like we're already tracking something close to 5.5% uh, for February's reading uh, definitely the the comeback in oil and natural gas prices prices uh, I would say that's probably the single most important reason why we're looking at 
you know, 5% inflation in Canada and 5% inflation in Europe. But there are a lot of other factors at, at play here as well. But that one's probably the single most important. So when we see these rate hikes starting to kick in next month, I mean, it's not an immediate remedy, right? It'll take time. These things happen slowly. So maybe next year we're looking at something a little closer to what the target range typically is? I, I think that's right. Um, basically, you know, policymakers almost can have no impact or next to no impact on what inflation does in the next couple months. You yeah. know, basically, the Bank of Canada and the Federal Reserve are almost setting, are going to be start setting interest rates now to determine where inflation will be a year or two uh, from now. Uh, there's there's really not that much they can do to, you know, to stem the tide in the next few months or so. Okay, so just buckle in, Douglas. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Shay. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Thanks. That is Douglas Porter, the chief economist at BMO Financial Group.